everybody, welcome to episode 150 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. I'm Woo! We collected all the Pokemon! Yay! <laughs> We're halfway to 200, or however that works. I'm not really sure. 150! Well, actually, we won't have collected all the Pokemon until next episode. As, yeah, uh, as I pointed out yes. to Dave. No. You were pointing that out to me, I think, last week. Did I do like, that too? Yeah, okay. yeah, like, uh, actually, there are 151 well, there Pokemon. Are. And I'm, I'm what sorry. about missing no? And you're like, this is not really a Pokemon. Yeah, so, <laughs> is it? so episode, <laughs> one, episode 151 will collect missing no, but then that will delete all the previous episodes ah, by mistake. Because, nice, uh, nice. Hey, welcome back, no. Michael. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I had a fun week in New Orleans. I got to walk around on uh, buckled sidewalks, made a weird dad joke on Twitter about <laughs> how after walking on those buckled monstrosities New Orleans calls sidewalks, uh, SF's flat walkways seem kind of pedestrian. That was a hearty dad joke. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh. Uh, but no, that was a lot of fun. I got to see uh, the... The crew of Chewbacca's, nice. uh, which was like a, a Star Wars themed parade, and what what people who aren't uh, who don't live in or near New Orleans may not realize is that uh, Mardi Gras is actually it's not a day; it's a three month season mm. that leads up to uh, Fat Tuesday, and then that's when all the big parades are. But there are parades like every Friday, Saturday, Sunday so you know, for America, months before then. In America, we have Fat Tuesday. In in Europe, they have Pancake Day. Pancake Day. It's, yeah, Pancake Day. At least in the UK, it's where they just like make your pancakes. Dave's nodding. He mm-hmm. was the thing in Ireland. Do mm-hmm. they know what pancakes are in the UK? They don't the, call them something in the Pancake weird? Day videos I watched. It is. It is pancakes. Flippy like, wobblers. Yeah, something. I'm surprised they're not. You know, I don't want to insult every British listener on this. <laughs> Flippy wobblers. <laughs> I'll get a bit of flipping wobbles with the packers in <laughs> I did forget that today was to uh, when, I, when I went to uh, the local supermarket. I forgot that today was Ash Wednesday. Mm. Spoiler, that's when we recorded this episode. Did you yeah. actually see anybody I, wearing I did. Ash? I'm like, what the really? fuck's going on with your forehead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that religious thing. I never saw that until... Uh, I never saw that in public that I remember until I was working in AMC Theaters in 2004... And on Ash Wednesday of 2004 was the premiere of the wonderful uh, The Passion of the Christ. What a great film. Uh, yeah. But they then, because it was Ash Wednesday, churches went straight from their Ash Wednesday services to the theater. And so I was just like looking cockeyed at people like, what the fuck <laughs> is on your head? Am Why I the only person on here head? who went to Catholic school? I limitedly went to it, like for like six months or something. I narrowly missed it. <laughs> oh, hey, we're. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have to warn everybody that uh, we murdered Chris and I assimilated his essence. <laughs> yeah. So right now, my arms name. are getting oh, a know, lot. We haven't even introduced ourselves. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, who? I, once again, I'm Michael Rapars. Who is joining me in the kitchen studio today? Henry Gilbert, hello. And this grace former VGA host, Dave Rudden. Oh, you I lasted one week. week. Yeah, I know. I and special special guest replacing Chris. Heidi Camps of gaming.moe and soon to be at Magfest in Washington, DC next oh weekend. Oh man. So yeah, I've I've kept you waiting to come on here and promote this until like you got down to the wire, but <laughs> Do you want to talk quickly about uh, what Magfest is? Um, Magfest is basically a kind of a fan-run celebration of video games and music 
held on the East Coast. I don't get to the East Coast very often, so mm -hmm. it's a good opportunity for me to go there and see all my friends. But I am also doing a panel on Saturday night, Whoa. 10 p.m. We are going to be looking at some of gaming's cringiest cutscenes. Oh, oh boy. that sounds tangentially related I, to this one. I always thought MAGFest yeah. was related to a massive action game on the PlayStation. Uh, you mean the big hit for PlayStation <laughs> 3 that changed I, multiplayer gaming? I forever? honestly forgot that existed. I, uh, <laughs> But there, uh, there's going to be some other great stuff there, too. Uh, a lot of gaming musicians, um, they've actually got um, the Indie Create sound team, the folks who did oh, like the music wow. for Mega Man Zero, and wow, uh, wow. Ma Mi Minami Matsumaya is going to be there, Whoa, the original Mega Man composer. That's amazing. So wow. uh, there's going to be some real great music there, guys. And I also believe Matthew of Botchamania will oh, be there, sweet. too, who finds a great uh, middle ground between wonderful video game music and pro wrestling mistakes. <laughs> One of my really favorite good. video series. Yeah. So yeah, it's a real fun convention. If you're on the East Coast and you're going, uh, check out my panel. And don't be afraid to say hi to me. Like, I've had some people on Twitter who are like, man, I saw a Zero Chan last year at MAGFest, but I didn't want to talk to her. I'm like, buddy, I'm not super special. I'm just a dumbass like, nerd girl talking. Hi, hi is half of your name. Yes. It's like you're already yeah. halfway there when you say hi. 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 Who else is on your panel? Or are you just leading it alone? Uh, it's just me, though. Oh, we may wow. have we may have surprise special guests, or we may not. I don't know. Like I'm still, like every day I come up with something. Oh shit! How did I forget to include that in there? Because it's like I expected one hour, and I got two hours. So it's like I can put all two the cringy hours. shit in there. Damn. Wow. All right. Well, that that should be fun. But uh, cringiest cutscenes, as Henry pointed out, dovetails nicely with our topic this week. Which is games with laughably bad voice acting. I thought this would be a fun one to come back in. Yeah. Uh, these are games voiced by people who are even worse on microphone than we are, which is quite a feat. But uh, well, we well wait, we meaning me for really. each other to yeah. talk. Me, me, I'm good at doing microphone sounds with my face. I can do it all right. Wow. Yes, that is a salient point. Thank you for saying so. <laughs> and scene. Yes. Every Japanese like, cutscene ever. It's also a good bridge from... So my episode last week had almost no audio, like uh -huh. almost no dialogue because it was all yeah. stupid creatures that jumped out of the ground. Mm -hmm. So we're easing them back into game, like, uh, game dialogue with bad ones. First entry in our top five games with laughably bad voice acting is... Number five. Don't come. Don't come. This is an, a gimme for anyone who played arcade games much in the 90s. It just makes me think of Talk Radar now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm confused. Is this... Because there are actually multiple arcade games where some female actress, like, screams badly, Don't come! Yeah. Don't come! Is this a tantric love making the video game? Is this, uh, no, is this <laughs> like when I hear that I think of Time Crisis because I heard that yeah, track I don't, I don't so know many well, times. I mean, maybe this will uh, help elucidate. No, help me. No, oh, okay. no, that won't help. It's a House of the D, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, which uh, when I write you it out, come in House of the D, like capital H O T. Capital D too is like oh hot D too, huh? Mm. Hot oh, D, didn't they make Black Bass? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, hot D is also that's a character in Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? That, that's why what his name is made out of. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, is that the zombie in it? Or is no, no, no. The oh. I think it's the African American male in a uh, Crazy Taxi. Hot, I I'm pretty sure there's a hot D in Crazy Taxi. <laughs> All right, please do, Henry. In the meantime, uh, 
This was like one of the first games that really, I mean, past the PlayStation era, into the Dreamcast era, that really kind of made me sit up and notice how bad the voice acting was. And it kind of started off with this little guy. Oh shit! Is that the video game Apocalypse Raccoon's older brother? <laughs> you think? No, it's it's a weird little uh, flying gargoyle with a skull face. Oh, and he says, "Seems like my advice had no effect. Suffer like G did. <laughs> uh, like it's a question <laughs> as it goes up at the end." Um, <laughs> But yeah, suffer like G did. G being a uh, secret agent, the the star of the first House of the Dead game, who you get to meet fairly early on. We're meeting G over there. What? I think yeah. I'm I've, reading these lines off of a script. I've already. Taken care of G. Uh, I guess give him some some credit for being dead. Mm. Like, if we were dead, it'd be hard to act that well. Did you know that Eula Bull film acts as a prequel to the House of the Dead movie? Yes, I do. Did you, audience? Tweet at me at Henry Did they all suffer brain injuries during that movie that made them deliver dialogue somehow even worse than in a Well, no, we see G's death, so none of the the actual House of the Dead characters from the game appear in the movie. Well, no, we don't. G appears at the very end. That's the thing. That, like, spoiler alert for those who care about being spoiled on the House of the Dead movie. The end of the game, or the end of the movie, actually makes it clear that, oh, this is. A prequel because the hero of the movie is Dr. Kurian, who becomes the villain dun, dun, of uh... the first game. And at the very end, like, he's he's leaving, all of his friends are dead, and, uh, like, these two federal agents show up, and one of them is G. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're the, the two agents who... I forget what the other one's well, name just is. Just like a great uh, zombie film, it ends with a sword fight, which is just how zombie films do that. And, you know, it also has, uh, just like every great zombie film, a roughly 12-minute action sequence... <laughs> That then repeats in fast so. motion after you've seen the entire thing uh, and is intercut with uh, video game footage. Yep. So Dave Hot D is the uh, 78-year-old black guy with a uh, goatee from ah. House of the Dead. He, his blood type is B. Crazy Wait, Taxi? From crazy. crazy Taxi, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, blood type B, height 5'3", uh, weight 106 pounds. I do, why do why is blood type so big in like Japanese game bios? Um, in, it's it's an Asian like culture thing. Like, like yeah, it's like some, they think it determines like, personality. I, I forget. It, it was like sometime in the 1980s there was this like book that got imported or to Japan about like your blood type determines your personality, and here's how. And it kind of became a phenomenon. So uh. it's it, it's part of like Korean culture too. So it's hmm. it's sort of an Asian thing in general. I just sort of assumed it's like imagine if we were still fixated on the medieval idea of humors. Like, yes, he's a particularly phlegmatic person. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, type? He's o. very sanguine. I'm type O, which is the coolest blood type. Hell yeah! Oh, that's that's the bilious blood type. <laughs> I, to defend the bad, really bad voice acting in that game, you will usually be hearing reload, reload, reload That's alongside true. those. So it's like, and, do and you have to have I, your best. I find there. that very convincing when yeah. the game tells me to oh, reload. Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Why well, is he doing the whole yeah, game? I think Suffer Like G did sticks in your mind because it's one of the, well, not even cutscenes, but yeah. like, you know, in engine stuff where it's yeah. just pause. Yeah. Time to tell you why you're scared. You mean like this? What the hell's going on in this city? Don't know. 
but it's very similar to the 1998 Curian case. That case? James, go and prevent a confusion in the city. Okay. Go and prevent a confusion in the city. Fuck so, time. Confusion in the city. So, were these, <laughs> were these English language actors being directed by Japanese people? Is that the cause? There are quite a few like English language voice actors in Japan. I actually mm. interviewed one on Gaming Maui, Donna Burke, who did oh. uh, the oh, iDroid yeah. in Metal Gear Solid Five and a bunch oh, of wow. other voice roles. Yeah, she. I think she's done a couple of the songs too. Yeah. Yeah. She's very cool. Yes. But she lives in Japan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she lives in Japan. She's also the voice of the Shinkansen. Oh wow! wow. Oh, oh man. damn. I've heard her voice a bunch of times. Indeed. I thought the only English language actor in Japan was the black guy in the soft map commercials. <laughs> Commerples. 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 When you try to exit, word. When you try to exit out of the wrong door on the train, does it say, don't come? Don't come! <laughs> but, uh, it's just like riding the train. Something tells me uh, these were not exactly professional English language voice actors they got mm-hmm. for this game. Especially I, not Goldman. No. Dogs of the AMS. Time they made a move. Ooh. Made the oh. move. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd also, for Sega in particular, I had heard a story about one of their uh, Olympic games they were making in the late 90s, if you recall. Mm-hmm. They were designing it in this, uh, this was an interview, it was a podcast interview with this white guy who used to work at Sega of Japan, and when it just came time for voice, they're like, hey, you, you're you're <laughs> from America, speak English and just say these words. Like, they they just find a convincing enough English speaker for it, and just mm. deal, deal you win the gold medal. <laughs> but was it as convincing as this? I've been waiting for you, friends. Gold men, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. Can't you see? Man committed a sin, disturbing oh. the life cycle of nature, the original sin oh. that man is responsible to. <laughs> To protect the life cycle. (laughs) I have made a creature to rule over mankind. This is the final battle. Show yourself. Our new ruler, the Emperor. I just want to make it clear that's actual game audio and not me during your voice. I know. It's like there's like an eel escaping his mouth every other line. (laughs) (laughs) You must have been proud to sleep. I uh, I would my my assumption there is with the miss there are some misplaced R's and L's and like Emperor especially yeah. that, that that was just a Japanese guy or a native be. Japanese speaker perhaps. Well, there, there's a lot of that. Like in, there's like once I realized like how deep this field is, there's there was obvious that there was a lot of stuff I would have to leave out. And the one that I always like to bring up is Clock Tower. Um, for reasons other than that, I always bring it up for any reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Give it be- a break. Hey, but did you because- see my interview with the creator of Clock Tower on Gaming uh, Moe? No, oh. you are great. At I'm going to have to look that up. So should all of you. Yes, at Gaming Moe. Yes, uh, but Clock Tower had Japanese voice actors who apparently learned English lines phonetically. So I was like, Ugh. why is this so awful? It's and then like. There's like a secret file you can unlock after finishing the game that's just like audio bloopers and stuff. <laughs> and like this one was like, oh, we couldn't escape Scissor Scissor Man. And then like she bursts out laughing and starts speaking in rapid Japanese and like, ah, now it makes sense. For as many times as that's been done for us, I feel like America should give back and make a video game where we're all trying to speak Japanese phrases phonetically and they can laugh at us in the same way. I'm sure way. it's been sure. done at least oh, once. Yeah. They, uh, they probably do it in movies all the time. Actually, when I got interviewed 
I got interviewed in Japan by one of those TV shows that are just like, all right, let's hang out in Shibuya and just find a white guy and he'll say silly things. The one time that happened to me, as will happen to all white people in Japan, uh, they were just like, the new Wolverine movie came out that takes place in Japan. It's ridiculous. What do you Americans think we do with ninjas? And I was like, yeah, I know ninjas are. We, we, we don't really think ninjas are real in America. I'm sorry. It looks that way. <laughs> ninjas aren't a real thing. I don't know. Why do your movies always have cowboys shooting up Manhattan? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Speaking of white people saying silly things. Number four. A strange meteor has fallen to Earth oh, a while ago. This meteor seems to be emitting a powerful energy signature. Something this powerful must not fall into the hands of evil. I understand, Dr. Light. I'm on it. Thank you, Mega Man. If you can, please bring the meteor back. Okay. <laughs> hands of evil. <sighs> One of the worst, man. I guess I'm betting Mega Man X... Four won't be on this because this is worse than like. Yeah. Where am I fighting for? <laughs> That's pretty bad too. But eight's still worse. Uh, yeah. As far as I know, uh, eight or, or X four does not have anything like this. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. <laughs> but where is Doctor Wiley? That's a good question. Kirsten. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wowie. You, you can just see, like, them desperately trying to match the voice flaps yeah. from the Japanese original. Uh, there's so much to unpack there. I mean, first of all, why continue the line after Mega Man? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like oh, why did you not do another take? Like, okay, the guy seems to have a speech impediment or is affecting a speech impediment. Well, in this, says Dr. Wowie in question. Well, in this specific case, it is, I do know from reading... <laughs> up on this game. Mm-hmm. The Mega Man 8 was recorded, like, the English was recorded in Japan by Japanese directors. Ah. So they they hired Americans, or, well, English language speakers in America, who were native speakers, but they were under direction of Japanese people who didn't get, yeah. didn't catch some things, I'm guessing. The, the I mean, the other voice actors in this are okay, mm-hmm. though as I recall, Mega Man calls Bass Bass. He does, yes. Mega Man, today we finish this. Hey, Zach, why must I fight you? We are not enemies. Mm. Shut up. I'm sorry wow. these are all so long. It's wow. just like, I, I listen, like, I can't cut this <laughs> off. It's, it's like, it's it's dropping a stream of gold coins that I have to keep picking up. Well, it's terrible audio mixing, too. Like, yeah. the, the music is, like, assaulting the dialogue. It just drowns it out. Yeah, yeah but maybe that's better. But, okay, I also thought that the, the choice to have a woman voice Mega Man feels very... That feels very Japanese too, because well, his uh, Japanese voice is also female. Yeah, that's that's what I figured it was, but it just doesn't work the same in America. I think so that's different with um, uh, Kiki's delivery service per se. That uh-huh. a woman does the voice of Gigi, but then when it's America, like no, it needs to be a funny dude yeah, like it should Phil, be Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, Ginger. 
who is unassailable, and you should shut your fucking mouth about it. <laughs> I, wait, I more, love Phil Hartman more than anybody here, but he he should never have been Gigi. Like for that, more on that, uh, the most recent bonus time includes. Uh, yeah. I can just complain uh, yes. all day about this, but uh, anyway, yeah. The, you it, know who deserves to complain all day is Bass. I mean, Bass. Hmm. Don't run away, coward. You'll Oof. pay for this insult. I'll be back. Really, oh, you'll be really back. delivering that Schwarzenegger line. I'll be back. He also sounds like a, a douchey emo kid, too. <laughs> Don't run away, coward. Yep. It's pretty awful. Well, I mean, even there's there was also Mario esque dialogue in the platforming stages too like even in outside of the anime cutscenes oh, yeah. you got to hear things like I'm Clown Man I'm Clown Man yeah. <laughs> I'm awful. Tenga Man I'll take on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it was so bad I, uh, but when it came out me and my friends still laughed at the dialogue because you couldn't it wasn't I mean it was so obvious he fucks up that line there it's just there's no missing that but we were still, I was, in 1998, I guess this was, I was still so enraptured of just the idea of, like, anime of video games I like existing. Like, that mm-hmm. was so oh, special yeah. to me that I over, most mm-hmm. of the time, I overlooked the bad dialogue because it was like, this is anime and Mega Man shooting things and it looks like yeah. Evangelion. But see, I was a big enough weeb that, like, it angered me whenever I'd hear terrible dub jobs instead of subbing. Oh, so sure, sure. I was like, why they dub this? Just put subtitles God, on these everything. assholes who only buy the $20 anime tapes instead of the proper $30 subtitle tape yeah. with two episodes of Evangelion yeah. on it. Well, your, your $30 bought two episodes? Mine was one. No, I don't this know. makes me want to spit in my wall scroll. See, that's why your side Sarah was the better deal. You always got Four on the VHS, man, and always sub with not the OVAs though. Yeah, that's true, but the OVAs are pricier. And honestly, after In Above the Dreamer, you don't want any of those other OVAs. Well, now it's all on YouTube, so who gives a shit? It is. Also, pretty well. Some are. Yeah, everything's on YouTube. If pirates aren't caught for long enough, I don't know. Well, who's going to defend the copyright of it? Not Animango. It's not theirs anymore. So. Uh, Kitty Films has no clue it's on YouTube. I, uh, I don't think Kitty Films exists anymore. Fuck, man. You're, you're breaking my heart with this information. I've exhausted my Mega Man sample. Well, what's so. your next uh, entry, Michael? Wouldn't you like to... No. <laughs> Number three. How dare you come in here? Don't you think we've suffered enough without you pretending that you will help us? Joanne, my love, can't we give this man a chance? This stranger's all the help we have right now. And in my opinion... I believe he will help us. Ooh, Your accents I, are running away from him. I <laughs> love yeah. this game. Silverload. Silverload. Specifically, so we, the PlayStation version of Silverload. Mm-hmm. So, finally, we won't have Japanese people to make fun of on yeah. this entry, right? For at least one entry, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this is one of, like, we do three weekly streams. Uh, we do, like, a new game stream Tuesday, Nintendo stream Thursday. We do shit show on Wednesday, which is the worst games. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do this. We couldn't get our uh, MLG machine, in quotes, running properly. Right. But this this game just has the worst, has terrible animation. Uh-huh. So on top of these really poorly delivered lines, it's like awful animated kind of 
photos mm-hmm. where like their mouths are just moving like like flat. Is it like it's really like bad. the Conan O'Brien bits where it used to be like Bill Clinton's no, mouth bad. moving? It's, it's like close up on faces and then they're just delivering this terrible. Well, is it more like when South Park would have like a photo of a celebrity and then uh, just it's, move the it's jaw? not like Almost. clutch cargo or anything. It's just a badly. It's like a photo that then moves like a LucasArts game mm, okay. animation. Yeah, but that's a good. Yeah. I, I found this, something out about this game that I did not know. Ooh. Researching it, Ooh. there is an even worse version. Wow! What the PC DOS version? Oh no! That actually has completely different voice acting. What? Delivering the same lines. Oh. The others might think that you will help us, but I reckon you're just desert trash. How Ooh. dare you come in here? Don't you think we've suffered enough without you pretending that you will help us? Hush now, Joanne. This stranger's all the help we have right now, and it, in my opinion, I believe that he will help us. Honestly, that's a better take. It is. It is. And I think the PC version has better voice acting overall, because, for example, uh, this is the um, the innkeeper that you first meet in the PC version, who looks like Nosferatu in that yeah. version for some reason, and just like a fat old man in the PlayStation version. Also, the PlayStation version looks miles better than the PC wow. version. I'm just going to yeah, put that uh, out there. That's... Weird. It I has like all this it. animation that isn't in the PC oh, yeah. version, like the the backgrounds move. Well, yeah, and the, the puzzles are overall better. But uh, okay, so here's the innkeep in the P- the original DOS <laughs> version. It's a fierce, ill-ridden night for some stranger to come calling at my door. Can I be of service to you, stranger? How many cigarettes do you think he smoked before doing that take? More than mm-hmm. this guy did. It's a fierce, ill-ridden night for some stranger to come calling at my door. Can I be of service to you, stranger? Silverload is a close-knit community, mister. I dare say rather uninteresting, judging by a man of your appearance. <laughs> is that like a fusion between a Southern and a Brooklyn accent? Uh, well, if Antistoid's trying to do a New England accent. No, if Antistoid here, he'd name the guy, but it's a very mm-hmm. specific character type that Chris... Got to know by doing the uh, the list of the uh, Aladdin or sorry, genie oh, Aladdin's yeah, yeah. every imitation. Slim Pickens, I want to say. No, it's not huh? Slim Pickens. I'd remember. Oh that, yeah, but he's like Walter. He's like this. No, it's like Walter. Some oh yeah. my kids, oh. I never have old champa here. <laughs> like, I, that's one of Dan Castellaneta's stock voices, and so it. <clears throat> uh, what is that mother effer's name? Mm, it doesn't matter. But I want to I want to point out like this isn't just a matter of bad acting. It's also a matter of terrible fucking dialogue like whoever wrote this like just it's so overwrought i'm sure that they look back on it with shame is like oh man i was i was in my 20s back then i didn't know fuck about shit and i can i can write like people actually talk now i I promise i was so high on 90s drugs (laughs) i was drinking all those smart drinks yeah smart (laughs) drinks and designer drugs and what was popular at the time? Oxy starter jacket. I OD'd on Snapple. Snapple. <laughs> Ian a Snapple lady yeah. went way back. I was I was ordering herbal ecstasy <laughs> out of the back of Wired magazine and uh, man, that fruit would be real kicky. Oh yeah. I was uh, huffing starter jackets and uh, snorting the uh, snap bracelets. Real bad time. <laughs> Have Walt- we actually said what this game is? <laughs> Silver- Walter, Walter it, Brennan is the actor. It, Walter Brennan. Oh, you looked it up. Yep. It's oh, a wow. it's Silverload, a PS1 slash PC yeah. puzzle. But it's it's game. an adventure it's, game that yeah. unfolds in the first yeah. person. Wish. You're you're I think looking for a kidnapped child, so it's got a little yeah. bit of um 
uh, Wicker Man going on. Mm. But you go into this mysterious town called Silverload that you need special goggles just to find. Yeah. And it turns out it's populated by like some weird supernatural murder cult. Mm. And werewolves are involved somehow, but you're, you're trying to just get to the bottom <clears throat> of things. And you're not really sure who to trust, who's working with the cult and who's not. But uh, one of my favorite characters is the barber, ah, me, yes. who has oh, the most ridiculous oh, uh, performance ever. And I'm, again, I'm going to play the PC version first. Ah, good day to you, sir. How distasteful it is to have all that dust blowing about out there. I just bet my bottom dollar that a fine figure of a man like you is just dying for a wash and mm-hmm. shave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that just sounds like, oh, it's a nice man from Romania. He's got a little bit of an accent, but he seems pleasant enough and talks like a human being, unlike gay Dracula here. Ooh. Ah, good day to you, sir. <laughs> How distasteful it is to have all that dust blowing about out there. I just bet my bottom dollar that a fine figure of a man like you is just dying for a wash and shave. <laughs> oh, that, that last bit there is like yeah, that, it's not so sounds like bad. Dark Balky. That that's like the dark vocal Balky. equivalent of you know a, a Faye hand wave there. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I want to say like saying gay Dracula. Like I think that may have been the, the direction from the dialogue. I was like, hey, just do it like Dracula, but he's gay. <laughs> do it like Dracula after yeah. the first take. He's like, yeah. no, I meant gay Dracula. <laughs> Gayer, gay it up. <laughs> I think he delivers the titular line, which I, has just stuck in my brain to this day. Anytime someone brings up Silverload, I just think of him saying, Silverload, hmm. Yeah, he, he punctuates his lines with, hmm, a lot. I wish I'd grab more. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um, when Ricky Gervais was playing the very camp genie oh, yeah. in, oh, yeah. in uh, Extra. I was like, oh, I never fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, that's all I have for Silverload, so let's move along to... Number two. Colonel Kadat of the Republic of Libid. Mr. Lee of the Hong Kong Mafia. Chairman Steve of the Dual Foundation. Ah. Dr. Garcia, a brilliant physicist. With these four as its core figures, Force Project, an international armband, began its evil activities. Its aim was to rule the world by organizing massacres, blackmailing, terrorism, and smuggling of weapons. You know, the things that normally lead to world domination. International (laughs) armbands. International (laughs) armband. It's a piece of clothing. Yeah, it can be worn in any country. It's yeah. international. Who armor. remembers the title of this hmm. game? I know what it is. It's yes. Silent Scope, isn't it? No. Uh, no. Oh, it's the no Last Alert? Yes. Oh, that's idea. it. Damn it. Uh, last Alert, the weird Rambo knockoff for the TurboGrafx-16 oh, duo. Oh, my bad. Turbo Jeez, duo. I thought this oh. was a Silent Scope game. Uh, no, no, no. This was, uh, like... <sighs> I this remember, is right, I very, about, very early in the yes. TT-16's lifespan when, you know, the CD add-on cost $500 in, like, 1990 money. Mm-hmm. And then only a few years later, Johnny Turbo was telling you, like, no, that you can get the CD with the game console for less than Faka is selling theirs. Uh, you look a lot you? like Johnny Turbo right now. Huh? You're looking a lot like Johnny Turbo. Oh God, right don't now. say that. That's cruel. <laughs> the meanest thing you could say. Yeah, I, am I wearing a red ball cap and like ridiculous bright yellow Alice? Well, you got the Come beard. On. That's true. Well, yeah, you know, over, overweight guys with beards all look the same, which is why I like uh, Firewatch so much. But we'll get to that in the second segment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but, uh, oh yeah, last alert. So I, I wrote about this what feels like a dozen times at Games Radar, and it's part of a trend that was in Japan like through the 80s and 90s. I think Rambo was a very popular movie oh, with yes. Japanese nerds. Oh, yeah. And so there were a bunch of games like Ikari Warriors uh, yeah. that were... We're just basically aping Rambo. Like, yeah, we put Rambo in our game. We just don't call him Rambo. I mean, there was a lot of that in anime and manga too. Um, yeah. One of the very, very earliest like anime tapes a lot of people saw in the early '90s was this thing called Dog Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance to see that, I recommend it because it's fucking hilarious. I think like five or six different Konami games just repainted Rambo's poster. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Contra. The very least, Contra. Yeah, Contra was Rambo and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, two for one deal. How there. could you do any better? But like, yeah, there were so many games that did a, that movie. Also, uh, Guerrilla War, kind of. Uh, yeah, although that was that about was, like that was about, and yeah, Che Guevara. Exactly. But it, yeah, but it was still like one man just gunning down everybody. Uh-huh. But ironically, the Rambo game on NES is total ass. And, yes. it, and it's barely like a shooter at all. Whereas the Rambo 3 game <laughs> on Sega Master System is actually pretty good. Uh, or at least the demo which kiosk. Which is the Rambo Jap- What's the Japanese Rambo game where he transforms uh, Final Enemy into a frog? Which one's that? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, the guy who played Sigata Sanjiro advertised the Rambo arcade game that came out a few wow. years back. Ah, uh, yeah, that was great. I actually, on my first trip to Japan... That was the first game I played in arcade, just because I thought I've never seen this before, and this isn't a Miku game or a or a, uh, UFO catcher. Yeah, so, um, last alert is about a Rambo alike, a, a shirtless, uh, long-haired Rambo alike named Guy Kazama, who is greatest hero of America, mm. and is recruited by a CIA agent with a very convincing voice. I thought I'd find you here. I thought we'd always do things together. <laughs> Even when we died. We received a report way. that Lloyd and the Force oh. Project jointly developed a stealth aircraft. You're not expecting me to steal it. <laughs> That's what I want. Spartan <laughs> has already infiltrated into Lloyd's frontline base, Blue Rhinos. This is the best part. He'll be your assistant on this mission. Well, I owe Lloyd and the Force Project one, and I always make it a rule to get square with these guys. These <laughs> guys. These guys. The other, not the guy who closed that scene, but the other guy, his voice is like a like really shaky suspension bridge. Uh. Like it kind of gets cut in Indiana Jones where it's like, don't you can't step on that, it's going to fall apart at any second. Uh, That's really what just, I want. He sounds uh, like a cross between uh, if like Toby Maguire had uh, a baby with a fifteen-year-old boy. That's what it would sound like. Yeah, that just sounds like an intern in, in yeah. that Hudson song. Which that, I'm like, sure is what that was. I, th- I think the voices were just done by the localization team because they didn't yeah. have much of a budget. Yeah. Well, well I, what's weird is that uh, they got some really good voice actors to do ease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ease was pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah, actually, when you remind me of Ease, I was going to say, I should cut them some slack because having any voice acting in 1990 mm-hmm. is a pretty big deal, but then when you remind me they did a good job on Ease mm-hmm. by comparison, it uh, makes me reconsider. And they did a great job on this. Guy Kazama, if you don't want the hostage killed, you should keep quiet. Guy, mm. the stealth bomber is in the back of oh, this no. factory. <laughs> Dudley, you're right. <laughs> Why is he in the game? We only have two actors. Can you do another voice? I guess I can do this. <laughs> Underdog is in this game for some reason. Any, no uh, person actually sounds like that, but it's a voice anybody can do. Could you do like a really racist voice? By the way, 
Dr. Garcia, what? how is the development of your ultimate weapon, Indra, Whoa. coming around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, should be completed uh, within a month. Well, that guy's, really, Garcia. That guy's the best actor of the world. Yeah, the Garcia there. guy. <laughs> well, he actually just seems natural and not like hesitant about saying his words, at least. Mm-hmm. Though that boy, yeah. when they have Japanese bosses, yeah, it makes that, me really was, wonder why they have the character. That was and, well, that was Mr. Lee of the Hong Kong Mafia. Oh, and so if you know much Chinese, about, yeah, ja- the, the Japanese. Japanese in the 80s and Very 90s different. were. Uh, very unabashed in their xenophobia about the Chinese. So it's good to know that if I'm ever sick in Korea I, and I need a doctor, I should just ask for a tartar. Tartar Garcia. Tartar Garcia. Uh, Garcia. Yeah, I also have this. Guy, long time no see. Ooh. Is it you, Dark? You're still alive? Dr. Garcia brought me back to life. You won't get me that easily this time, Guy Kazama. You're right, Ika. Do you know what Eurydica means? Is it anything? Uh, no. <laughs> Boy, that... did, did you get the one about uh, Steve asking him about like how much things cost? No, I, I wanted to. I couldn't find it. The people uh, won't like you, Steve, if, if you're, you're too, too stingy. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> also, like I know it's 1990, and like mixing technology is not all that advanced, but like. Having these "I'm going to kill you" conversations amidst total silence is weird. Yes. Like there should be like at least music, like a score in the background, but like maybe guns going off or whatever to like set the scene properly. I have no idea what's going on in this, and it's like it also, sounds like they're well, in a I'm also, padded room. You know, I'm sure that there was like a gunshot like 15 seconds uh, before that, and then there's like silence. Then your, where then your discs spin stand around. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. with that, with that full. Saying the full name, too, just feels like bad localization as well. Just, like, say Guy or say Kazama. Just don't. Guy, long time no okay. see. Right, that's right, something. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> Except he took a long time to say that. Guy, long time no see. Yeah, like, do, do John Wayne, but not the voice, just the, the, infl- the, the sort of rhythm of it. That one definitely felt more phonetic, almost. Just like yeah. da, 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 da. Guy long time no see. This is how Americans do sentences. <laughs> we talk real slow. <laughs> Pilgrim. Texas. <laughs> Alright, let's move along to one. So, can you move, Uru? Karen? Wow, I really can't move my body. <laughs> what did you do, Nicole? I don't So I don't know this one. <clears throat> you don't? I might be paralyzed. Heidi, do you know this one? Was uh, this a shmup? No, nope. no, 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 no. Though I can think of a, I can think of a shooting game that will be in my panel that exhibits <laughs> me in the same trade. Yeah, come to my panel. Um, this is Chaos Wars. Yeah, this is a. Thing. This um, is one that completely went under my radar when it was released for PS2 in 2006. Well, uh, for good reason. It was apparently a GameStop exclusive. <clears throat> yes. What? In the U.S. So, like, towards the end of systems lifespan, Sony tends to let up a bit on licensing restrictions, which means a lot of smaller publishers can start licensing, say, Japanese games and putting them out a bit more cheaply. So, for this game, um, it was this weird... 
publisher, I think it's like 02 or 03 games, I don't know if they're still around, but they got the license for this, which is a crossover game featuring a bunch of franchises that oh, yeah. only somebody like me would care about. It's mm-hmm. like Shadow Hearts and Grail Lancer and something else I've ah, completely forgotten. Gun, sort of Gungrave like, was one of them? Gungrave, wow. Oh, yeah. Is this sort of like Dengeki Bunko? That's good. Uh, kind of, yeah. But uh, as far as voice acting goes, um, they dubbed it themselves. <laughs> yeah. GameStop. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. Again, small localization. Get here. the assistant manager from the Austin, Texas store to come do some dialogue for us. Uh, get, get like, a, a nice continuation of that last scene. No, really. It's great. I can't tense my muscles at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with your nonsense. I'll take your Tengayo away. Be careful. You'll probably get sick, just like when you eat rotten food off the ground. <laughs> it's okay, Uru. Oh. Just relax and let it go. I'll be done in a second. I don't really want your twisted love. Oof. I really don't. Stop it, Nickel. <laughs> oh my god. I can't move. Is anyone there? Oh. I know you guys are having fun. <laughs> But could you stop a sec and tell me why I am involved with this? Who's <laughs> having fun? I'm in a load of trouble, just so you know. Oh. Or in a video game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to see the Gap Girls getting work. <laughs> so is he yeah. supposed to be gay? or? Like, I don't know. I like I, The character seems uh, very, very macho, as you can tell by this line. Let's see. What am I hungry for? Don't buy anything yet. We have a shopping list. (laughs) We need to hurry. Everyone is waiting for us. How drunk is she? (laughs) Screaming. It came from the back alley. What? Back alley? Sounds like a girl. (laughs) I'll go check it out. Ooh, sounds love, like a girl. I love girls. <laughs> Came from the Bagali. <laughs> Bagali. So, um, the the thing that everybody likes to bring up about this game is that supposedly, like, you can see there's a bunch of people in the voice cast who have the same last name as the localization director. Uh, um, but looking at this on IMDb, uh, there are two people. In the voice cast with that last name, uh, Tyler and Quest Jelinek. Oh my God! And uh, I'm I'm going to guess that they. I'm going to are... guess they were born in the '90s. Yeah, I'm going to guess that they're actually the localization director's kids, uh, because then you've got child characters that sound like this. Hey, hey, wait! Just wait a sec. Hey, listen to me, okay? I'm it. I broke your cup, and I know that was your favorite cup too. I do feel slightly bad. I'm even considering apologizing. <laughs> so let's just calm down. And you stop punching me with the iron ball in your fist. Those sound and like the I'm kids I'm in South Park. Them. Like when they yeah. have the kindergartners. Yeah. And they yeah. Have a, like, it sounds like Ike. Yeah. Well, don't kick the baby. The plus <laughs> idea of this, I, I find that preferable to Heavy Rain's children, I guess. So I'm just going to. Venture guess that they probably made this as bad as possible, so it would be talked like what was this like 2008? I think I saw on the, six, six, then yeah. six. So it's around that era where it's like I bet people will write about how bad this is. Maybe because uh, like we cannot afford is, uh, Nolan North 
and everyone else. That well, is the yeah. only reason anyone seems to remember it. Yeah. Well, my uh, my personal theory now is that they were given like a hundred dollars or like a thousand dollars. Like here, localize it, a thousand yeah. bucks, get actors, and that they just did it as cheaply yeah. as possible, and then as an fu to the them, they're just like. Fine, you want it as cheap as possible? Here yeah. you go, yeah. buddy. They, Here's a guy who sounds they, believably like he's from Tokyo. Now I think I've got my head around this different dimensions business, but how do I get wow. back to Tokyo? <laughs> What's Tokyo? The world I came from. How do I get back to where I came from? Oh, that. Um, well, the thing is... So the ah uh, ah uh, breaking in is a monster <laughs> that has a dialogue bubble that says key key. Oh, <laughs> it's just interrupting. Oh, so oh, no. the sound mixing again, terrible. Like yeah. the music just like uh-huh. jumps up. Like oh, yeah. oh, there's a moment of silence. Music up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's almost like I guess it's some sort of program where it's just like it detects a dialogue and just automatically goes and down. They just and like then, live mixed and just recorded think, yeah. it with the background music while they were talking. Yeah, this is like podcaster talk right now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, do, you, do you think they used Audacity and uh, cut out... Uh, well, they weren't lucky enough. They, have a five they didn't have that back in 2006. I don't know. Audacity is uh, pretty old. Yeah, maybe. I would guess that all they could afford is freeware based on yeah. the quality of this. Yeah, probably. I think all the money in their budget they spent on getting that one girl drunk. Mm-hmm. Bagali. Oh, my God. They have a shopping list. We have five women who need to have voice in this. Just get this one girl drunk. Ah, but, yeah, that's... That's pretty that much our top all great, five. Man. Yeah. And a lot of them I never heard before. And you know, I want to do uh, since you popularized bringing back the number zero last yeah. week, Dave. Uh, I want to take a moment to throw out some honorable mentions nice. here to games that we didn't get to. For example, gee, it sure is boring around here. My boy, <laughs> this piece is what all true warriors strive for. Oh, okay. I just wonder what Ganon's up to. Whew. Yep. <laughs> Uh, this is one of Nintendo's most popular franchises. It's terrible, but like this has been discussed so much that I feel like it's just watch the YouTube yeah. poops. Yeah, 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 exactly. My ball. I no. hear this over and over again. Squad alive, we are off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I could eat an octopus. Uh, I, I like the ones where people like mix the the voices together, and I tried to do this myself, but was unsuccessful. Like only Link can eat <laughs> cum. Though, I kind of... I actually prefer the bad voice acting in Hotel Mario. Mm. All toasters, toast, toast! toast. (laughs) I hope she brought some lots of spaghetti. (laughs) Sound, Luigi. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, we also have this, which I did not know about until you told me about, Heidi. Mm -hmm. I'm from Juan's Deli. I thought food delivery was over. No, it's an extra order. (laughs) I thought you got contact already. Well, I see. Go. Thanks. The voice of the bird comes like sunlight and blows like wind into the forest, blessing a new life. <laughs> 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 it's just like the worst dialogue uh, from the opening of a game called Deep Freeze. Which opens with
It like takes place in a skyscraper, and then a bunch of terrorists break in. Like uh, apparently, the lead terrorist knows the father of the bride somehow, and like shoots a rocket at him, and it brings down a helicopter, and then you're sent mm-hmm. into uh, restore order. It's, it's like a Resident Evil style game, but with terrorists, right. right? And it takes place over a bunch of different scenarios that this terrorist group is trying to to do. I I became aware of this game. Actually, I, I didn't know about it until my. Uh, my buddy Slow Beef, who's also doing a panel at Magfest, uh, kind of parodied it on his uh, channel Retsu Prey. Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he and a bunch of his uh, buddies did commentary over it, and I'm like, oh, this game is amazing! How did I not know about this? And now I'm I'm one of the Deep Freeze, I guess, air quote fans. <laughs> well, you're one of the ironic pe- fans. You're sharing the good news about it to the rest of the world. <laughs> oh, but this isn't even the best lines. Did you did you get any about? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I'll show those at the panel. So come to right. the panel, yeah. guys. Yeah, I gotta see something from Magfest. Yeah. See if you can record it. Maybe we'll play some excerpts. Okay. Um, and of course, no talk about bad voice acting would be complete without. Yes. I'm the Origami Killer. <laughs> Dad, can I please have a balloon <laughs> from the clown man? Please, can I have one? I'd really like to have one. <laughs> America town, so fun. <laughs> we should go through the baseball match after the wasteland. <laughs> Heavy Rain, the game with mostly French and English voice actors. Uh, playing Americans. They had was there what? <laughs> Madison like, was Madison American. Madison was American, and, and I killer, think yeah. Scott. Sh- that's a bit but, of a spoiler. I think on. Scott Shelby was <laughs> Scott Shelby. Yeah, was, it was American. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, yeah uh, I saw yeah, him. Just, I remember seeing a clip of him in a movie wearing the exact oh, yeah. same outfit. It was just like, oh wow. Did Did David Cage just see this movie and say, oh, hire this guy and tell him not to change his clothes? Probably. <laughs> probably. I would imagine that happened. Well, he, he was... I'm sure he did the whole thing in like a, a green bodysuit yeah, with ping pong balls. But uh, yeah, that, that game was kind of infamous for uh, introducing the word wasteland to the American lexicon <laughs> by assuming it had always been there. And live chickens <laughs> in a grocery store. Uh-huh, live chickens <laughs> in a grocery store. And I, I put together like a list of distracting things about Heavy Rain that's still on Games Radar. You can go look at it if you want. Uh, but like every time I would make fun of that game, it's like people are like, "Yeah, we get it. You hate you hate Heavy Rain." Like, no, I don't really hate Heavy Rain. You just enjoy picking it apart yeah. and making fun of all its weird elements, like. Every time anyone smiles, they, it's like their lips are rearing back over huge teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think we made fun of it so much because yeah, yeah. it it and L.A. Noir were one of like eight games we all played at <laughs> uh-huh. the same time when they were new yes. that, were, that we all wanted to make fun of, I think. Like, we all played Red Dead Redemption when it was new, but it wasn't much to make fun of uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Well, oh, that right. Meanwhile, L.A. Noir, when you're like, <laughs> No, that was a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I want to probe a little bit. Hey, you worthless. I'm like, oh, that's way too much. That's too harsh. Jesus Christ, stop. Anyway, uh, that's our top five. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some news, some new releases, some other stuff. Stay tuned. I guess I better get going. How about a kiss? Good luck. God, we get it. I can't wait to bump to the donut for the last. We are off. I can't wait to bump to the donut. I can't wait to bump to the donut. 
everybody, it's Dr. White, and I'm here to tell you how to support Reggie Game Apocalypse by supporting Mega Man. Oh, I can't. It's just me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, but I had you all going there, didn't I? Just got back from a whirlwind week in New Orleans where I stowed away in Michael's luggage, and uh, I have so much plastic crap that was tossed off of parade floats. I don't even need to be paid this week by anyone. I, I, I'm kind of set for life. Now, you can eat plastic, right? I mean, it's, it's harmless, right? Not like millions of innocent raccoons are dragged to wildlife hospitals every year with shiny green plastic bees that look good to eat stuck in their stomachs. Yeah, it's, that doesn't happen. Anyway, I'm, of course, here to tell you how to support Vigigame Apocalypse, this fine show to which you are now listening. There are a bunch of ways to do this. Most importantly, subscribe on iTunes so that people know how awesome we are and we bump someone off the top ten that deserves it more than we do. Go download it. Leave us five-star reviews. The magic number, as always, five, like the number of fingers that are probably on a raccoon's hand. And just, just talk about how great we are and how much you love us and uh, want to kiss each of us gently on the forehead as you put us to sleep. If you'd rather just throw money at us, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and throw money at us from there. The best reason to do it from there is, of course, that you will get things in return. For example, if you give more than a few bucks, you'll get access to first season of Talking Simpsons and possibly even Google Hangouts with the hosts. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, free gifts every once in a while when they send them out. It's a pretty good arrangement, and you help the host not starve or be homeless, which in San Francisco can be pretty rough. I'll tell you what, they, uh, they, they clear tent cities, they hit people with fire hoses, I'm assuming. Not like spray them, but actually club them with fire hoses. You may have noticed going to lasertimepodcast.com or videogameapocalypse.com. They're really both the same site. And there's a bunch of Amazon links down the right side of the page. Go click on them, why don't you? Maybe, maybe you want to buy the thing you clicked on, maybe you don't. Maybe you search for something else, but as long as it's in that session, we'll get a cut of whatever you spend. Why give money to charity when you can give it to us? It's a fantastic arrangement for everyone involved, except possibly for the charities and also Amazon. Finally, follow us on Twitter. Like Laser Time on Facebook. You like it already, right? You're listening to this show. Just go on Facebook and click like, and you'll become part of a vibrant community that also exists on our forums and on VigigameApocalypse.com, where you can post stuff and be part of the conversation and answer the question of the week, which may get you read on the show someday in the future. Anyway, I think I've said enough. I'm going to go swim in some plastic beads and eat some plastic beads, and oh man, plastic beads they throw out in New Orleans are delicious. You should try eating them sometime, except don't. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to our lovely second segment. Uh, let's just jump right in with... These are the new releases they are releasing. <laughs> <laughs> Now the officially the uh, estrogen ha 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 replacement. Now yeah. that Anne has departed for mm. greener shores. Yeah. Thing is, it was an organic laugh, but every time I hear it, I just imagine like you know some Tyrolean singer. Somebody's that's quite an adjective. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Firewatch yeah. is the big game everyone was hyped for, and everyone's talking about. And yeah. I, uh, I honestly, it. I didn't really know about Firewatch until this week. It's like, oh, really? here's, a, I, here's a thing. I knew about it. But, yeah, well, uh, like... It, I, I, I'm, I'm more hip than you guys. I knew yeah. about it. So. I was first aware of it at, like, when it, when it was shown during Sony's... Uh, yeah, is that their press conference? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, everyone was talking. was like, oh, Firewatch. I'm so excited for Firewatch. And, like, people... Like, when, when we asked... Uh, you know, what game are you most excited for in 2016? We got at least a couple responses yeah. saying Firewatch. And, mm-hmm. like... I honestly like I so I played through it in one sitting last night, eh, and wow. uh, I really liked it. But I do not understand the hype at all. Like this is 
a walking simulator that oh, focuses heavily oh, on dialogue. Why so dismissive? <laughs> it's like... Well, I'm just saying, it's not like... It doesn't feel like an event game. It feels like this is sort of an, uh, a niche, uh, well, very personally meaningful project. But that, like, I think people want that more. It's like... Mm, it, uh, I mean... Uh, Granted, I'm a very weird part of the population that just played Gone Home this year when it came out on yeah, console. Yeah, you were clearly very excited. But I'm, for it. I, I, I want another experience right like that. And we streamed the first two days of Firewatch yep. uh, on uh, YouTube.com/slash Laser Time Network, mm. and it had that that very same like, well, like I'm just really engaged with like the main character and what he's going through. And again, Funny. there's that potential of like. There's some other twist that's going to hit me, and it feels it, like there's yeah. something beneath the yeah. surface, well, man. Again, I, well, I don't want to spoil much. I, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I, specifics. I understand. It's it's a very good game. I liked it a lot. So why do you I hate just, it? No, it's not that I hate it. It's that <laughs> yeah. I don't understand like why was everyone so excited? Uh, because people, people I, like got home and are excited for something like that. I think I that's so, yeah. are not liking it as much. They're saying the writing is really bad and the ending's not satisfying. Things like that. Though honestly, huh. I. I'm kind of ignorant because, like I said, I've had my, uh, well, I probably said this off mic, but I've had my nose buried into strategy RPGs mm. I'm reviewing right now. So There's no time yeah. for walking around in the wilderness. Nope. Oh, yeah. nah, but I I thought the writing was really good, especially after the, well, I haven't finished yet, so I, don't, I can't say for certain. But yeah, in the opening, in the first two days we played, mm-hmm. the dialogue was really great. Like, I love the interaction between them. You get to know Delilah so well. Like, I, yeah. I love how just she swears all the time. Like, it's <laughs> I also love how you're you're played by Harry Crane. Yeah, yeah. that was Rich Sumner. I, I love that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think this was looked forward to by uh, by a certain sect in the gaming fan base that the, it was a big fish in a smaller pond mm-hmm. of indie developed games because mm-hmm. it is the first game from the this development house Campo that, Santo. Yeah, that was started by uh, two of the dudes who wrote who were the writers on Walking Dead season one who then left Telltale ah, to start their thing. Now I'm just starting this, to understand. Well, you, you get that you get a bunch game. of moral choices at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But they're not that's the thing, they're not really moral choices. I'm, they're like, like they're, they're more like seasoning, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, they like you get a bunch of dialogue choices, and they can affect the direction of the dialogue, but they don't feel as though they have a lasting impact, mm-hmm. and they don't change the events of the game. I think mm-hmm. it's more so just to keep your to plug in your interest even more. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it feel more organic. Yeah, the beautiful woodsy area and all yeah. that. And Rich mm-hmm. Summer, aka Harry Crane from Mad Men, is yeah. really good. It is. A- He's a great guy to anchor your game around. Yeah, it is a lot like um, Gone Home, where it's like this kind of intimate area that you're exploring, but still don't really know it all that well. It's like a mystery to you, but this there's like in the case of uh, Gone Home, it's this family that knows this house that you move, that you you know did not live in, mm-hmm. and in the case of this game, you're talking to this person who knows the, the force intimately, and you don't. So it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's just like and it's I don't know. There's a lot of character in the world. Of, of Firewatch from the That's time true. that we Now, I have heard the PS4 version not as good oh. as the PC one, and that it is... Uh, huh. I've only played on PS4, and... I've only played on PC. While we didn't see... You got your peanut butter my chocolate. Yeah. Uh, well, the PC version you could preload, whereas the PS4 version wasn't even on the store until no. it released at like 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, I was not. Ha- I was a little annoyed by that, but there are... It, there were a lot of loads on the PS4 version, and mm-hmm. only once, but it did happen where 
uh, Chris was the one playing. He got stuck in a rock like for about a minute. Where I, are you gonna get out of that? I rock? got I got stuck on myself at one point. Wow. Mm. Like that actually happened. I got stuck on the character's model. But uh, they, uh, I mean, again, I, I'm willing to cut it a little slack just because it's yeah. a small team. The but small no, I, team, I, I have first to, game. I have to describe this because it's the only time I've had an error like that. Like, okay, so early on, I got caught up on a bush. Like, no big deal. Just reload the last checkpoint, and th- it was the same way. With this, it's near the end of the game, and suddenly the aliens have landed. Like, there's, there's, there's a com- spoiler alert. Mild, very mild spoiler. There's a combination lock mm-hmm. that has a different combination than all the other yeah. ones, and uh, so I put in the wrong con- combination, and for whatever reason, that just stuck me in place. But, like, it stuck the character model in place, but not the camera. So I could kind of move the camera around. It was still tethered to his neck, but, like, I could turn it 180 degrees and look at his back and verify that, like, oh, yeah, they modeled the backpack on him that you never see except when you pick it up. His neck, his back, his pussy and his crack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just want to say... That if you do not understand about the importance of minority representation in games, uh, try being a big fat guy with a beard and then get to play as a big fat guy with a beard and say like, wow, the hero is someone like me. Maybe I'm okay. <laughs> well, Henry, were you happy about the... Uh... Well, his name is Henry in it too. That That's was, true. Uh, That's true. That was a real pull in for me though. All the stuff with the... I can't even get yeah, into don't, this. Don't but, get into it. But also, it like... When the main character is a married man and his, you know, an aging married man, I can see it's it's not for Call of Duty players, probably. Mm, no. There's not a lot of action in this game, except for the exploration. Are there any cat girls? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a spoiler there. to say that. Don't say <laughs> there is or isn't. Uh, hey, well, but also... There, there are shitty teenagers. Yeah. Speaking Sex of... Teenagers. Indie, oh, no. Shitty. Speaking of indie-ish games, uh, there's Unravel. Was this yeah. Week as well. uh, yes, well, it's an indie Yeah, fuck game. that commodification of childhood. God damn it. God, what was that article? You already can burn in hell. Uh, All right, so people don't it's even It's a kill know. screen, I Nobody believe. read that, by I the way. I read like, that. Yeah, the only people like, the what? only people that read that are games journalists to point and laugh yeah. at how shitty that article was. <laughs> like, that nobody else reads Kill Screen. I by the way, I I, I mean, this game commodify childhood when literally every game every does single that. Game does. Yeah. yeah, that that Kill Screen thing was dumb. I and I I've, I've enjoyed lots of articles on Kill Screen. Yeah. I was actually one of the people <laughs> who enjoyed their like kind of shitty takedown of Paul Peter Molyneux that made him cry. Like, mm. I was okay with that, honestly. <laughs> I like Killscreen stuff. You will believe I've, a game article will make you cry. I've <laughs> been very angry at Killscreen stuff. I don't want to shit on them because that's unprofessional. But that was dismissive of something that you haven't even played. And Unravel, I've played it a little bit. And I mean, yeah, this is a very pretty game. It reminds me a lot of Little Big Planet without the with uh, good platforming. <laughs> yes, with much better platforming, but uh, <laughs> better better jumping. But similar look, uh, kind of similar feel, mm-hmm. but without the the self aware Stephen Fry narration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the difference between Brits and Swedes, I guess. I guess. The, uh, yeah. No, I I love yeah. the warm world of yeah. Unravel. I mean, who's just yeah. like that's the thing. Granted, I only like. I, we got two I, worlds in. Yeah, I, I I read a little bit of the kill screen article, but I didn't like really peruse it. But like, this could be someone's personal experiences or story that's being reflected. And it's like saying it's commodification of childhood. It's kind of I, I like you unless you need to be a mascot yeah. to put on t-shirts. And that stuff. is, yeah, but but I, the like 
having a character be a ball of yarn essentially is a cool mechanic because it lets you do some things differently in terms of the platforming like uh, because you've always got a little uh, piece of thread following yeah. you, you can use it to like climb back up things. You can mm-hmm. tie it around certain areas in the environment, make uh, other platforms and like uh, and kind it, of trampolines. It's also a tether. Like, oh, I've gotten too far. I need to find another bundle of yarn. Yeah. Or else I can't move ahead. Yeah, yeah and you got to retrace your steps via your yarn. It's mm-hmm. it's a very smart design. Yeah. I, and I, I, I like very pro. I like the feeling of it's. Almost like a an organic bionic commando where you're just oh, yeah. throwing out this lasso and swinging on things. It's kind of cool. But it also like has the feel of Pikmin, too. Like, you're a little guy in a big world. Was it you or Brett that did the top seven small heroes in a, in a, in a large Probably world? Probably Brett. Because right, he would have wanted to talk about micro machines, mm-hmm. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I told him to put Okami in that one because you fight inside a stomach in that. Mm. But... Uh, Anywho, yeah, I, I like that. You know, full disclosure, mm. my old coworker Jonathan Hollander Cooper is mm. work, worked on the game. So, you know, I might be lying and just trying to sell you copies of Unravel. <laughs> Keep that in mind. But I, I liked what I liked when I played it. Yeah. I did like it. I mean, like, I, I have it because, well, I have it for 10 hours because of EA Access. And I have to believe I'll be able to finish it in those 10 hours. I don't I know if I would so. pay the... Fifteen or tw- probably twenty. It's going to cost, or that it does cost. But I, it's a good platformer, and it's doing a couple of thing like new things interestingly. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I liked it. Also out this week, uh, everyone's favorite series, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Four. Believe it. Which I I played a little bit of uh, the first few chapters. You've and already got all one thousand achievement points. No, no, no. It's it's not like Avatar Dude. or any of those games. Like, I always mix those up. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I it, playing this reminded me like oh yeah that's right I briefly became an expert on this series in like <laughs> 2014. Uh, knew everything about every single one of the games and then immediately forgot it because it was for a ridiculous <laughs> magazine assignment that was like a special for Walmart that was uh, <laughs> only available on Android and nobody read it, I'm sure. Oh, dear. But, hey, the, ca- the check cash yeah. all the same. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, I actually I played and really, really enjoyed uh, the third one, uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 3, and... Part of the reason I enjoyed it. one, really. Well, yeah. It's like Naruto Ninja Storm, Naruto Shippuden Ninja Storm, Can I interject here and just talk a little bit about the kind of people who are making this game? Please. I okay. love those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Their company is so, like 100 artists. CyberConnect 2. Yeah. CyberConnect oh, yeah, 2, located right. in Fukuoka, Japan. Same place uh, Level 5 is at, actually. Oh. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of very skilled dev people yeah. there. But... Um, uh, sometime around the middle of last year, um, Namco Bandai held an event in Las Vegas that was basically their talk about uh, otaku stuff event for the well, most part. Well, that's the only games they publish now. Like They, they what, publish Dark they, Souls. Okay, that's it. And it's they Dark publish Souls Winning Putt. It's Dark Souls and anime. That's all they publish. And now. Godzilla. And Ace Combat. Ace Combat's basically And they're doing anime. a lot in the Come free-to-play on. PC space. Ugh, they canceled Every... all those games. They took all those... Like the tech yeah, free to play thing. Yeah, they also make a fight. No, dude, I just went really to an event about free to play golf game. God damn it, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> yes. <Sorry>. Henry. <laughs> All right, CyberConnect Two. CyberConnect Two. So I went to an event, and the whole time, uh, the head of CyberConnect Two was there, who is oh, also a he's a badass. I oh, he totally guy. is. The whole time, the whole time, he was cosplaying as yeah. Naruto. Nice. We That's were doing amazing. interviews, lot, serious wow. interviews with this man. Dressed as Naruto, and he would take pictures 
where he was he was doing the Rasengan pose, where Naruto's leaning back and kind of gathering that ball of energy, and I still have the pictures. <laughs> I'm like, this is a man in charge of a very large video game company that is now doing the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> remakes. That's, <laughs> oh, that's right. That is CyberConnect. They're yeah. yep. the right guys for the job. Honestly, yeah, everybody. and they... Uh, uh, he during the interview he just said, "Well, I really like Naruto, and I want to make the best possible Naruto games because I care because I'm the biggest Naruto fan." Yeah. Well, yeah. So Heidi, you've probably been there too. The it's, I I didn't go last year because I was on TGS last year, but at TGS they would normally do the pre-TGS thing of at Namco's uh, headquarters in, in Tokyo. Right. Which uh, I'm not sure if that's They've a building sold that... that fucking building. I know that building owns. <laughs> Greatest building. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, so I got to meet him like three times there because he was either he was either showing off a Naruto game or the JoJo game, and mm-hmm. the same when he did the JoJo presentation, like he was so into JoJo, he's like, yep. I've been wanting to make a JoJo game for so long. These are my personal JoJo magazines I brought here. I love this <laughs> so much. And then when he was also really happy when an inter uh, one of the journalists in my group brought up, oh, and I saw JoJo got a forty in Famitsu from uh, for this is like. You're right, it did. Mm-hmm. Wink. Yeah, we're happy about that. Uh, that that maybe implied something I yeah. didn't mean to. But no, that anyway, yeah, that uh, that guy is great. And CyberConnect, they don't make Naruto games just to pay the bills, it feels like. That's that's what I always yeah. liked about yeah. them. Even though my favorite game of theirs is a Sir's Wrath. Oh, that's the one yeah. that felt like they put everything into. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that I disagree with because I played Asura's Wrath and my, my reaction to it, as I've said before, is like, this is what people who hate God of War but have never played it think God of War is, where it's it's mostly quick time events mm-hmm. and big lavish uh, cutscenes, but then like the actual brawling gameplay, there's like maybe 15 minutes know, of it total in that game. All the cutscenes are so outlandish that I... I, I love I, it, I, yeah. But So here's the thing, uh, getting back to Naruto... The, oh, I, play, I played through the third game, and I think several things. I think this is it's the best way to experience the story mm-hmm. because it kind of condenses it all into like one very digestible experience. The cutscenes look better than anything else in the last generation. They do wow. an amazing job with uh, cell shading and just uh, lavish, lavish art direction. That this it looks absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and it's stunning. And then you don't even care that the the actual fights are a little bit simplistic. I I believe this is CyberConnect's first new gen game. Yeah. Yes. Uh. And here's the thing about four is after three and even to a lesser degree, uh, or what, what was the last one like the the. They had like a half step that came out uh, last yeah, year. What? I, yeah, it was like on PC as well, but I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, Sorry. hey, let's get everyone together uh, for a big fighting uh, tournament and everyone's friendly until they're punching each other. And, let's uh, kill some more time before we finish it, the exactly. story. Exactly. So this is the one that finishes it, but like the lavish cutscenes that I just described are very few and far between in 4. And for the most part, what you'll get. Is like these animatic style things where it, it takes what looks like cells from the anime and yeah. just like you're you're just looking at these still images with voiceover yeah. and it's disappointing. Well, it still plays like nicely. I oh, wouldn't, yeah, no, I wouldn't it consider great. it like top tier fighting game, but you know, if you buy an anime game, you're so used to getting just <laughs> yeah. bottom of the barrel and, dog and Naruto shit. Naruto is really fun. It like, is the fighting is really fun, surprisingly yeah. so. I mean, you it know, it takes a while to, to, I think, wrap your head around it. Mm-hmm. But 
in, in the greater field of fighting games, it's like, you know, a 6 out of 10, but in, in the field of, like, fan service type games, mm. it is fucking great. Yeah, just mm, real good. And now yeah. out, out on uh, on the virtual console this week, Heidi, you're going to have to help me with this. Kuru, 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 kuru. Nah. There you go. Okay. So this stars Krillin from Dragon Ball, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how would you describe it? It's like you you move a stick through a maze. Is that um, that seems like? Yeah. Um, is it irritating stick? It's kind, kind of. of like irritating stick. Um, but the stick is sideways. But and it was it was one of right. those great two thousand games that Nintendo America just shrugged their shoulders like, yeah, eh, Europe well, can well, have it. Eh. I think it came out in Europe, but not yes, here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, just like the Hotel Death sequel. It was just. That weird period in the 2000s where Nintendo of America like passed on these games that had English mm. language, like they could be, <laughs> they got localized. All you have to do is just open the gates, just let them in. But uh, yeah, it's a very fun. Well, now they're game. finally opening that gates. Yeah. To that GBA classic. Next, Mother Three. So Maybe. Heidi, that's the rumor at yeah. least. Heidi, I've never, nice. I've never heard of that this anime before. But what is like that? Arslan game that's out this week. Oh, like, uh, is that Heroic the same Legend, as Arslan that came Heroic out in the Heroic Legend 90s? of Arslan. I'm surprised because you guys are I'm old anime. I'm embarrassed I haven't heard of it. You guys no, are no. old anime farts like me, and I thought like everybody rented the original Heroic Legend of Arslan OVAs that CPM put out way back when. But, wow, CPM. No, I yeah, CPM. Um, yeah. But this is based was... on... Uh, well, let me let me start. See, I saw um, ads for it, but I was discouraged by a friend who told me, like, oh, yes, it's a very British... Uh, Dub oh. job in there. Oh, we must, we must defend Arislan. Well, that's why it's called Arslan and not Asland. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's also a Muso <laughs> game, so if yeah. that stops you, like, just know that before you Dynasty even start to care Warriors. about it. It's a Muso game. Yeah. But yeah, it's based on an anime, which is based on a series of very famous uh, high fantasy novels by the same person who wrote Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, mm. This is the second anime adaptation. I was just talking about the 1990s OVAs, but these are, um, this is based like on a TV series that TV, was, yeah. has character designs by the same lady who did uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, So nice. they look a lot more cartoony. Mm, the eyes are real big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some real big ass eyes. Mm-hmm. See, if I was watching a CPM uh, fantasy thing, it would have been Slayers. So I wasn't Ooh. watching anything else. Slayers was fun. Yes. It helps out goddess. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia is also out this week. I've played uh, it very briefly. Um. It has a really cool art style. The levels are made to look like early turn-of-the-century Russian propaganda posters where it's yeah. kind of like mixed media and using photographs and like really stark colors. And mm. uh, It adds a bunch of modern touches like telephones. You can... Like, okay, wow. there's a telephone upstairs and a telephone downstairs, and you can uh, use the one upstairs to ring the one downstairs, then it'll distract this guard, hmm. and you can sneak up on him, or you can ride trains, uh, well, and this is elevators. The, this is the third and final of Assassin's Creed Chronicles, yes. right? Because it got also put out on disc this week, all three copies yes. of it. So, what are the other ones? Uh, China and... China. China. India. <laughs> in India. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've heard in uh, Soviet Russia, Assassin's Creed Chronicles U... <laughs> I know you're supposed to do like. Uh, some I think you should have said Chronicles it. Creed assassins you. That's good. We got regular Yakov Smirnov over here, huh? <laughs> what a country! Uh, on an unrelated note, I've decided that all games that have Chronicles in their name, I'm just going to pronounce it Crunkles from now on. Crunkles, like that. <laughs> yeah. and that sounds like for... something you'd call a puppy. And mm. one more thing this week: Dying Light. The following. 
uh, came out. It's the uh, only yeah. thing I haven't played for the game that I like the most. Wow. Uh, Everybody and, for was forgot about that game when Game of the Year time came. Yeah, I didn't forget about it. I just thought the other ones we talked about were better. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was it was not far behind. I uh, you know really I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, open world zombie fighting game where everything dramatically changes at night and it gets genuinely creepy and scary. And uh, the following is basically like, here's the open open world expansion where it's all set out in a new countryside area Hmm. and you get a car, which you didn't have in the Uh, original game. Wow, a car. Yeah, and you can use it to run over zombies and you can trick it out with like guns and a flamethrower. First person zombie running over. Yeah, so that could be fun. Yeah. Wait, do they at least let you go have the car in third person? I think you drive in first person. Oh, good. This is a Techland game. <laughs> I know, but... Yeah, you think they, they, I they don't have the technology driving. for third person. I, I never minded their first person driving very much. I kind of liked it in Dead Island. I know. Uh, it's just like, Techland is... Let's move along to... Thank you all for suffering through my (laughs) skew-morphic news sounds. I'm totally fine with that. Well, so I guess the top news for us that that matters to us in this room is uh, the game trailers has been shut down very... Yeah, yeah that just sucks. Like, like, oh, we found out today that today is the last day and we're all leaving. Goodbye. Look, yeah. just, but game trailers just had a yeah. weird, lengthy thing. It was one of the first places that hosted a bunch of video game trailers. Like, it was rightly called game trailers. It was that and, like, game videos, which was one-ups thing. You couldn't count on YouTube to have every video... Every second of any game wasn't always on YouTube back when yeah, it was Unlike created. today. Unlike right. today, which yeah. you can find HD footage of every single video game. And I mean mm-hmm. every single one. You'll just find it. But not not then. Yeah, and only with the really obscure ones. Like, why isn't there one without commentary well, so I can capture sound? <laughs> that's a different yeah. That's a different subject. If you want one without a sleepy-voiced drunk guy talking about it. Hey, Time to tell a funny joke. Oh, man, look at this guy. Boy. He's attacking me. I should not be throwing stones in my glass house. Video commentary. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so game trailers, their, I guess their big biggest deal was their partnership with Spike, and they were owned by Viacom at one point, mm-hmm. and, you know, they had, like, a show on Spike, and when I remember the frustration of trying to cover the Spike Game Awards, oh, which would nice. have all those exclusive trailers... And when they said exclusive, they were fucking David kidding. Spade. Oh yeah, I remember you doing... You couldn't get that. Like, I was like, well, I'd like to embed this trailer, but they don't even have embeds enabled on their videos. Or when, so here's yeah. a link to their page. Watch it there. I remember, yeah, doing like Game Pro articles where it's like, oh, I have to use the shittiest embed ever. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> they add like three lines of code to do to add like... A link to the, uh, the to the game page on GameTrailers.com. Go to GameTrailers.com for more. It's like, fuck you. Like, well, they spent a ton uh, of money to get I, that stuff. Yeah, like, but, I can see why they Also, were... sorry that I said fuck you to people who just got uh, laid off. No, yeah, no but, I uh, feel, yeah, all, yeah. My heart is out to all the people who got yeah. laid off. But here, here's a dirty little secret about Games Radar. That uh, when we were there for a long time, like... Ooh, dirt. They... they 
spent a bunch of money early on to develop a uh, uh, proprietary, proprietary, thank you, video player that was awful. (laughs) And yet we had to always use it. Every site's proprietary player is awful. Technically, the one we used, I still see on WWE.com. Oh, wow, Brightcove. yeah, well, Bright Coke was the next one. A lot that of sites, better. A lot of sites use it. So. Oh, wait, the one before that was the doggiest dog shit ever. Yes. Yeah, boy. That was and, and then, like, our very first one, like, we couldn't even embed videos. We had to say, like, we had this weird tabbed design yep, yep. where, like, you click at the top of the page and, like, click on the videos tab above to watch this and then click on this video to watch it, whatever what I'm talking about. I get the... So the reason companies do that and the reason game trailers hosted their thing there mm-hmm. is because if it's your own player, then you don't have to give YouTube money for ads. Yeah, exactly. that, uh, Jim, it's as simple yeah. as that. It's money. Like, Jim, they want all the money for the ads, not to give some to YouTube. Jim, mm-hmm. Jim Sterling had a really good write-up about, like, oh, how, perfect, how yeah. like, how... Like, big game sites are becoming, like, a more rare and rare thing. And how, yeah, like, game trailers existed to have its own player because, you know, as great as YouTube is for, like, Let's Players and people who are, like... Amateurs, like, very Or independent, yeah, like, well, like very small operations. You can't do something the size of game trailers mm. and depend on YouTube revenue. It won't make that money. Revenue. It's it won't like, make it yeah. up. It can't, it can't like... Yeah. The, it it spoke like a million different lines, and that spoke to me based on my previous experience at jobs. But uh, yeah, like especially the the bit that an audience doesn't matter to some executives. Not gonna say all executives, but some executives in charge of websites they don't care about the audience. Like they're a number, and so they and they don't direct page views. Like don't make a lot of money, especially with everybody using Blocker now, or more and more people using Blockers. And so, meanwhile, a sponsored post, uh, an ad in a video, like, or just making a sponsored video makes you a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But as Jim Sterling pointed out in his article, the, the other side of that coin is you're not going to get those sponsored deals with big companies if you don't have an audience. If you're like, oh, well, I'm site XYZ, and, I, and we have, we'd love to make a deal with you, publisher ABC... And the reply is, well, but you have 100,000 uniques. Like, that's not worth anything to us. So you have to get an audience, but nobody wants them. And mm-hmm. so it's it's this very difficult thing that perhaps I've seen at other websites that happens and ruins them. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I don't think perhaps. Uh, I don't think sponsored content is all that bad. And uh, well, as long that, as it's clearly marked. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also, let me tell you about the refreshing taste of Miller High Life. <laughs> oh. It is the champagne of beers. I oh. knew uh, you were saying. I knew Miller High Life. I'm, I'm gonna. Were we gonna, just saying that it tasted like nothing? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna nothing, rip off. Nothing bad. I'm gonna rip off a joke. From I think it was the We Hate Movies podcast, and just say it is piss water until they pay us. Everything is piss water. But yeah, so sorry to all the game trailers people. I I can't see this direction. I had some very pessimistic. Actually, it was funny that happened like the day that I posted. There was this thing like advice to new games writers on Twitter. I posted a real one, and then I then posted two more cynical mm-hmm. ones just because I feel more cynical about yeah. it, which were mainly learn how to edit video and talking to a screen because you're not going to be a writer. Like, no, no. one's going to hire you to be a writer at any website now. Well, I mean, the, the thing is now, like, kind I of make your own way. Cheap, like, I guess if you're a cheap college student, they might pay you to write things. But, I mean, there, I but. think a lot of people are discovering let me go the avenue of, like, 
starting up my own YouTube channel, and it might start slowly, but eventually it'll be my thing, and I can make money on this at my own pace. Yeah. And, like, that's what, I mean, Laser Time itself, it's, a lot of it is fan-funded by Patreon, and we... That, oh, yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. We want to say, but... this is why Patreon is so important. Yes. Sure is. Because it, uh, it lets us uh, stay afloat without mm-hmm. having to have a huge audience... Or a corporate bunch of, yeah, crappy sponsorship. Did deals. I mention that Gaming.moe also has a Patreon, and uh, with your support, I'm able to do things like travel to Japan and interview cool people. Oh, nice! Yes, like all those uh, voice actors they mentioned in the first part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, sure they'll love talking uh, to you. Oh, now. yeah, it feels great to be <laughs> plugging myself when you know people have lost their jobs. Good job, yeah. Heidi. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, congrats on a good 13 years there, game trailers. You will be missed. Yes. Uh, Doom 4 coming out May 13th. That's, I think it's uh, just called Doom. Uh, no, it's Doom 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, that that cover art's not so great. Uh, oh, I, uh, Ray Barnhold did this amazing <laughs> Photoshop of Was it. Was he the one who did it with the eyes and the... No, no, uh, he, he took out the Doom logo and replaced it with Bomberman Act Zero. Yeah, ah! that's really good. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I saw that. Uh, that also, part holds a funny guy. Uh, yes. Dennis Farrell on Something Awful did a fantastic uh, thing where he took panels from the old Doom comic mm. from the 90s <laughs> and just replaced them with like a bunch of uh, modern gaming tropes like... Uh, I want to run, but this segment is supposed to be dramatic, so I'm walking. Get <laughs> uh, yeah, to so the resonator. I'm like, standing with a, surrounded by a bunch of bodies, and he's just saying "f," paying respects. Uh, hmm. Well, on the plus side, I appreciate that Bethesda did not give us one release date until it was like less than six months away, which is exactly what they did with Fallout Four, and I would wish every publisher would do. That, like, that's typically what they do in Bethesda Japan, does, except for yeah. really big games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, they they hate giving they hate giving yeah. a date. Like Square, can you just give us a year? No, we really don't want to. Yeah. Well, they'll announce games years ahead of time, but they won't give you a date until they're entirely sure of it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of dates, Walking yeah. Dead Michonne, the uh, three parter that yeah. is now the first episode coming February twenty third to consoles and PC. Man, it's been like a long time since there's been a Walking Dead. Like the first mm-hmm. season was twenty twelve. Yep. And we had one in 2014, mm-hmm. I believe. And now this, yeah. which it seems like they were holding off. Well, it's definitely timed to meet the mid-season premiere of the new Walking Dead. Yeah, and it's the first time since the, well, I, yeah, the very first episode of the first season where, like, they have actual Walking Dead characters. Like, oh, yeah. I remember the first episode of the Telltale's Walking Dead series in order to, like, make people comfortable. They had have Glenn, and they said and the lady that, Lily... Uh, yeah, but the she, lady who kills um, yeah, people. Yeah, Lily, yeah. But apparently they said that's a different Lily later on. What? Even though she looked wow. exactly but the no, same. No, that's not true. You get an achievement that says heading to uh, the governor's Yeah, but town. I think that, like, that's I don't a, know. That's uh, a bald face line, yeah. mister. Whatever, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Retconned. Yeah, but after that, they're like, like, Telltale went its own way. So it's inter- interesting to see how they're going to, like, go back into using old, like, comic book characters. Such a major character. Yeah. Such a major character is Michelle. Um, hey, you guys ready for a Sonic the Hedgehog live-action animated film? Oh, boy, no. I hope he kisses all the chicks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, before that. Oh, uh, the, tell- the, tell- tell- the, wa- the Michonne thing, they said, because, like, the way they've been developing it, it's going to be one February, one April... 
one March and one April. Like they are going to put them out pretty frequently That's because good. it's it's very unlike previous Telltale series where it's like two months maybe. Well, we with, don't my, know. with Minecraft, they literally fi- it seemed to me they finished yeah. the game and then we're like, okay, and here's episode one, and then two weeks later, because Minecraft looks like butt. I think it was because they knew Minecraft children could had no patience. That's what I think. Uh, all right. Can hey, we talk everybody. some more about Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> hey, everybody. Are you ready for a Sonic the Hedgehog live-action CG movie? Oh, boy. I hope he kisses all the chicks. Yeah, so 2018 is when Sony Pictures... This had kind of been reported before, I think, but Sony Pictures is going to be the releasers of it. So, uh, releasers? That's not the right word. Whatever. Distributors? Distributors, sure, yeah. And it's. Uh, I hope it's better than Smurfs. It feels... It has a very Smurfs feel to me. If Sonic the Hedgehog like comes out of a TV and is like, "Hey, what's up, dude? I'm you ever seen that, that, Dog. that Sonic Live comic? No. Oh my god, it is no. the greatest thing. Go and Google it. It's some like old Archie Comics artist like drawing his kids. Oh my like, god, into a Sonic comic, complete with like live photos and shit. But anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm Sonic looking forward. The Hedgehog I'm looking is forward lost to this. New Dashing the hopes of all you shitty fan film creators. Yeah. So, look, guys, Sonic's garbage. He's been garbage. <laughs> He's been garbage since, I'd say, 1996. You realize uh, how much that's going to uh, Sonic R was 1998. All right, fine. That's good, I guess. And Sonic look, Generations was mostly good. Sonic it, Colors was fantastic. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. 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 I'll, t- I'll tell you, in both <laughs> of these cases, like, fine, Sonic Generations... Gets the closest to being a playable 3D Sonic game, which still doesn't exist, I will say. But the 2D and, then, and, so, and Sonic Colors is just a Mario Galaxy ripoff that barely works. Um, no, way. you're thinking you're Lost thinking World of is Lost closer, World. but the, it it's also Sonic Colors yeah. is not a Mario Galaxy ripoff in the slightest. And then Sonic what about Sonic the just, Fighters? Huh? That's, that was 1996. Yeah, and that's also it's okay. Uh, Ray on the Fighting Vipers engine, <laughs> and also all those. Ugh. Uh, Sonic <laughs> Boom. All those DS and GBA games. There were some were really just... great articles about Sonic Boom this week. Did yeah, I yeah. need I need to read more of those. Let's, but... let's just keep Henry from talking anymore. Look, I, I'm just saying, Sonic's never been good, and you tricked yourself into thinking that. But <laughs> that just that, and so it was mean. so hilarious to me when Sonic Boom got announced. Do you see another generation of Sonic fans be disappointed? Because I like Sonic. I was actually more of a Tails guy. I had a stuffed Tails uh-huh, animal uh-huh, when uh-huh. I was ten. But anyway. Um, Any SPHs in that? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but okay. Anyway, uh, I was. Did anyone even get that? I, I was like Sonic okay. Adventure. Good. Nah, who cares? This this looks dumb, and he's talking. That now game and he turned looks me like... into a Tails fan for like five <laughs> minutes in the nineties. So I was totally like, man, Sonic Adventures. But then kids, uh, younger people, then were like, hey, Sonic Adventures, he's cool, chili dogs. <laughs> Cut to 10, 10, 12 years later, they're seeing Sonic Boom. They're just like. Hey, this doesn't look like the Sonic I grew up with. This looks dumb. I think yeah, you mean take like that, kids. Take it. Hey, Sonic the Hedgehog chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, he and, taught me how to have a diet. <laughs> I don't know. Sonic the Hedgehog boom I, was the most I disappointing thing since run my life. But, <laughs> I don't know what Sega does with Sonic now. Anyway, like I, I have no I, clue. I will say, like I've I've seen a little bit of the Sonic Boom cartoon, and mm-hmm. it's like this is like 
This is several it's cuts lying. above what yes. made it in the game. Like, yeah, this yes. is kind of funny. Like, there's a a whole episode about how like Robotnik loses his layer and has to move in with Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that yeah, it's just one of those Nickelodeon type sitcommy anime yeah, yeah, shows, yeah. and it's fine. But I think that's where Sega is in a real pickle right now. I'd say because the Sonic Boom TV show is popular, nobody oh, bought pickle. the games. Hmm. And they, but that was made by America, who was supposed to get Sonic better than the Sonic team did, and they didn't. Mm. But then, what is Sonic team doing? Like, do they mm. exist? Uh, does... They're making Fancy Star Online too, which makes a lot of money uh, for oh. Sega of Japan, no, and okay. still isn't out here. Never will be, I bet. Never <laughs> no. will be. But uh, even though, like, the Philippines is getting an English language version, like there is an English language version that exists for for Asia. Yeah, but, but not for our computers. Nope. No, because Sega of America has absolutely no infrastructure. So the Sonic movie, uh, it's, being made by Sony, <laughs> it's being made by Sony Pictures. This whole tangent has been disastrous. They're so doing, many failed jokes. I think yeah. they're doing, or have done, I don't know if it's come out, but the Russian Clank movie. Yeah. And they teased a Sly Cooper movie a couple years ago that mm. may, might be in development. And they made a Heavenly Sword movie. Did they really? really? It was direct video, but yeah. Oh, wow. Boy, the Heavenly was Sword. Was it just cutscenes? No, but it retold the story of the first game. Ah, that much-loved Yay. first game. Everyone loved That is almost the only first game. game. It's the only game. <laughs> That's almost as... Yeah. There's never been a Heavenly Sword 2. Only Sorry, in Henry. my mind. Uh, that's almost as forgotten as Mag. Huh? Remember? Yeah, remember but... that <laughs> back in the first second? But he- Heavenly Sword had some great Andy Serkis performances. Mm. Ah. Uh, so... Meanwhile, speaking of failures, Rock Band 4 didn't do so good, and uh, Mad Cats is did feeling it, the did burn Did it not over. do that great? Well, the CEO of Mad Cats resigned, and 37% of their staff was laid well, off. Yeah, right well, before me, an earnings call, I think he yes. resigned. Let yeah. me... Uh, well, those are boring, like, so you probably just want to get Back at Evo, as, as you are probably aware, like Mad Cats makes a ton of fighting game stuff, sponsors oh, yeah. a team, has Daigo Umehara, the, like, the most famous fighting game player under their belt, and... And even at, like at last year's Evo, there was a lot of like rumblings on the floor amongst people that yeah, Mad Cats might not uh, might be in in some trouble. It was Ooh. it was kind of whispered among Ugh. people there. This was in like July. That would make me sad to see them go, just because I've seen them go from to me at least they were a joke, and then Street Fighter Four happens, and it's just like. Oh, you guys make good things. Like, and and the, the guy stuff. who kind of like pushed that is uh, Mark Julio, Markman23 uh, on Twitter, who is a super cool dude. And he's kind of like hinted that he is also leaving Mad Cat is sometime British? in the future. Uh, no, he's a uh, Filipino-American oh, in okay. San Diego. I'm thinking of a different person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's a bummer, and but I mean, Rock Band Four did not do well. I like, don't know if uh, guitar, I heard people yeah. mostly talking that Guitar Hero was better. Guitar Hero Live, but I don't even better. know if either did, did it, all that either well. of those games do that. I don't think either did that. It's well, like I but. wanted both to come back, but not, not at like that this. time. I don't not know. Like, like this. not like this. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like beat me to it. Yeah, I don't know. Just spending $100 on a game nowadays is just... I can't do it. No way. It it seemed weird to put all their eggs in that particular basket, especially given that, like, Street Fighter V was just around the corner, and that seemed to be where a lot of, like, fighting game fans will buy multiple sticks. And I'm not sure why that is exactly. You really only need one, because those parts are pretty easy to change nowadays, but... Hell, they keep on releasing limited edition sticks, and people keep on buying them. Oh, man, yeah. I almost—I don't even like sticks. Or I don't play. With, I'm not a stick player or a fighting game player anyway. But nope. 
when they had, I believe it was Mad Cats, they had one of those Sanrio meets the Street Fighter Oh, those sticks, sticks are oh, nice. God, that was such an awesome looking stick. Who was, what was it? Was a razor that had like the one that malfunctioned at Evo? Yes, yeah, that was. And there was another razor that malfunctioned in Capcom oh. Cup. Oh Oof. boy! <laughs> I think it's known as the enigmatic way. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, like playing that sound. Uh, Man, okay. that mother effer, Brelston, uh, Brett Elston, is telling me that the Nausicaa is showing he went to a subtitle. <laughs> ah! I'm denied <laughs> Kiki's delivery service subtitles, and he gets to see it when he thought it was going to be dubbed. Don't hate my game. Don't hate my anime. <laughs> also, uh, Warner Brothers just shrugged their shoulders and gave up. Like, you know what? No Linux or Macs. Mac Arkham Knight for anybody. We're just not. They it just won't work. Wait, those those things existed I, at some point in they time. They had not been officially canceled. They no. were. They were said to like. They were still saying it could happen. We're working on I it mean, to this that, week. That, that sucks for people who play primarily on Linux or Macs. Uh, yeah. Why I, would you? Why not get a console or a is, like, OS? I don't know games? why you'd why you'd use a Mac. Why not run Boot Camp? Yeah. yeah, well, like you can you can play games on Macs, but Macs with 3D hardware are fucking expensive, man. <laughs> well, that's it for the news, pretty much. Unless any of you guys have something you want to add. Nope. Let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting the community. <laughs> uh, Question of the week last week was, if you could only play one game, Groundhog Day style, restarting every day, but remembering what you played, what would it be and why? So both of you, uh, Michael, you and Heidi, neither of you were on last week's episode, so Mm -hmm. do you have any uh, Easy answer, XCOM. Ah. Oh, man. I, w- I want to change right. that to mine. Uh, and, yeah, and I also wanted to talk a little bit about XCOM 2 in the last thing, because I put in a lot of time with it over the weekend. It was know? last week's uh, new release. We can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, old news, buddy. <laughs> it's very Hell, frustrating. I want to talk about next week's new releases, but I can't do that. <laughs> it's well, very frustrating for all the wrong reasons. It how, keeps interrupting uh, me when I'm trying to count down timers on the world map. It's like, mm. uh, hey, there's some new missions. Like, no, I'm trying to do this mission critical thing that I have to do in a certain number of days. Like, okay, ignore and then, like, hit the button immediately, like, oh, no, there is a mission you can't ignore. Go do it. Like, fuck you, game. <laughs> How sexy are the snake ladies? They? They're pretty sexy. They've got, they've got boob armor, which snakes should not need mammary glands. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, they don't Also, milk. they make a big deal about how the snakes are supposed to be, like, Oh, this is what the the true form of the thin men from the first game. Like, what? Wouldn't they be thin women? Side eye that. Eh. But it's a. I would say like a twenty four hour day is very tough to finish the next campaign within. Yeah, but at the same time, then you you start over the next day with all the things that you've learned. And then, like, okay, now I, I know how to get around various missions and, and things, even though everything's kind of randomly generated. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, the thing is, like, playing any Sid Meier game, like, you can start over at the drop of a hat and you will have a completely different experience yeah, and it will true. be fun. You know what, actually, I said is, uh Civilization last mm-hmm. time, and I stick mm-hmm. with that. I wouldn't change it for their other game. Heidi? Me? Um. Street Fighter? No, what I do is I'd pick like some incredibly difficult uh, Arcana ca- Heart. No, no, I'd pick an incredibly difficult cave bullet hell shooter, so I'd get like <laughs> oh, really yeah. stupid good at it and be yeah. able to like one credit clear it on the highest difficulty, all loops, like yeah. full bombs, all that good stuff, and just eventually reach a point of utter mm-hmm. mastery over this yeah. thing that will just destroy lesser beings, you know. 
Just like learn how to like switch an Ikaruga blind and just go to make sure it's the day of awesome games done quick and just be like, I got this, boom. Yep. Put a blindfold on me, I got this. Yep, except I'd never be able to get to awesome games done quick because I'd just be replaying it over and over and over. It would be sad. All right. Well, let's get into the community answers. Why are you snickering at him? Right? Yeah. Just this. You're reading the, something funny? No, just when you said it would be sad, silence. <laughs> <laughs> It would. would be sad. Henry, you insensitive <laughs> asshole. Um, first responder in the Laser Time forums was Memb Insane Rain, which Chris likes to say is insane in the membrane, but it's not written that way, is it? Just saying. Uh, who said, Bloodborne all the way, baby. Playing through and getting better slowly are what From Software games are about. And seeing how much you've improved by starting over is very fulfilling. Which is why the New Game Plus modes are a fantastic addition. So, having to play through Bloodborne again and again, seeing how much better you have gotten, would probably be the best game for a Groundhog Day situation. Very difficult to finish in 24 hours, though. Yeah. Triscitable said, Definitely Killer Instinct so I can improve every day until I can place into the highest tier just through qualifying games online. Tranquil Bez twenty two said, "Either Gehar Hero get get be, words are join Bahar Hero." I'm not even drunk here, <laughs> Jesus. Either Guitar Hero or Rock Band, mainly because I can attempt to master Expert Mode for both games. Uh, Awkward Loser says, "XCOM two. I'd spend every day creating characters based off myself, wife, friends, and other cool duders." Fire up Iron Man, get degraded, and work like a speed bag while watching my creations die helplessly, like the X-Men days of future past characters, and start over. It's basically my life now anyway, but I won't have to bother with pesky responsibilities. I'd squeeze in time to creepily bang my coworker by finding out all her secrets and learning the correct sequence of choices to enter them panties. It'd be great. It's not as creepy uh, if you know Awkward Loser. Uh, yeah. Uh, Night Dehumidifier said... Even though I would never play this game for the life of me, EVE Online, by repeating the game every day, I can gain extensive knowledge day by day, and when I finally know the ins and outs, just enough for me to become a man who can jump in, orchestrate economic crises, and destroy people's lives built in this game. I want to become a story about the man who showed up one day and destroyed EVE Online's financial infrastructure in a single session. How can I get the money to destroy it all? Well, leave that up to me. <laughs> that is, like, the most clever answer, I no, think. No, of the, like, that's actually... I forgot, like, EVE Online has, like, crazy economies and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Corey Noob says, I'll cheat and say the Mega Man Legacy Collection. The NES Mega Man games were too hard for me as a kid, so I have never gotten into the series. Groundhog Day would give me the opportunity to master 1 through 6 because I don't need save files to play them from start to finish. I guess this would yeah. what it should have gone in news, but did you guys read the translated uh, Mega Man interview that's like between uh, is Akira, I forget, like the series creator, mm -hmm. and like a, an artist who did a manga about the creation of Mega Man? And mm. it's a fascinating read and just like talking about, the, yeah, the first couple of Mega Man games were, like the first game was meant to be played through in an hour and replayed over and over and over again. Mm. And yeah, I so... I wonder if like the... Kind of the clever answer for this would be something like uh, that, like Sega Genesis Collection, where you just get a variety of games. I think compilations or, uh, are are tricky. If I could account. play one game, hey. it would be a Steam Press account. 
But like that one Zelda like a compilation disc on the GameCube. I never yeah. wanted Zelda because I really couldn't beat. Well, I guess I could probably speed run Ocarina in twenty yeah. hours. Like, but you got to sleep sometime. King Poobar said. Assuming time continues to move forward and is just my progress and not my skill that's reset every day, my answer would have to be Street Fighter V. I absolutely suck at fighting games right now, but if I had to play one forever, I would get really good, go to Evo, and come out of nowhere for the win as the underdog who has no record of ever touching the game. Here's a question. What if your skills reset and your progress didn't? Mm. Ah, that's That's a hog ground situation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paragon, Shep- <laughs> Paragon Shepherd said, Mother effing Rocket League. I could hone my skill in Rocket League and live stream my epic win every day. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Moan for Stallone said, Right before THQ went under, I purchased their Humble Bundle and included in it were the Company of Heroes games, which sadly I still have yet to play. But if I was forced to relive the same day over and over again, I figure I could play this franchise for at least a year before losing my shit. So I think we what, what was the official math on how many times Groundhog Day is repeated in Groundhog Day? Uh, like, I think they counted like thirty four years. Yeah. So uh, sorry, Mo First Alone, you might uh, be suicidal by the end of it. But nothing's gonna happen. Though. Uh, Dad Company, it's their first time posting. My favorite thing to do in Vigi games is exploring huge worlds and getting lost. But I don't think there's a game world big enough that I wouldn't get bored with eventually. No Man's Sky might change that, though. But I'll reserve judgment until it's released. With that in mind, my choice would be GeoGuessr, the browser game where you get dumped into a random Google Street View panorama in the middle of nowhere and try to figure out where you are as accurately as possible. With millions of miles to explore and puzzle out, I would not get bored anytime soon. Ravenbaum said, The mindset I'm in right now says Ultra Street Fighter 4. There's 44 characters, so depending how long I'm trapped in the personal hell of a Groundhog Day event, I could always mix it up every day. Isn't it, on top of the 44 characters, you can also play as, like, different versions of them. Uh, you play as, like, the Street oh, Fighter yeah. 4 version, and then the yeah. Super Street Fighter 4 version. So that's a smart choice, I'd say. Uh, Lightwatch says, if I could skip Skyrim's tedious intro sequence, then that would probably be my top pick. I would love to experiment with the myriad of different character builds that the game offers, and it would be fun to see how each could handle its own in different situations. You know, that, that is something uh, Bethesda should seriously consider doing for the next Elder Scrolls because XCOM did it where it's like, do you want to skip the intro missions and just jump into the gameplay? Yeah. Like, yes, I want to do that. Skyrim, like, I tried to replay that recently. And yes, it does begin with like, all right, here you are in the, the cart ride to get your head cut off, and then you create a character, and then the <laughs> dragon comes in, and you have to escape the dragon, then you go to Whiterun, and you have to talk to the dog that gives you a mission to go to the city. <laughs> Silver Supernova said, Pikmin, the game is j- short enough to finish within a day, and fun and charming enough that I would replay it on a daily basis. In fact, I have replayed it on a daily basis back when it was a newer title. In their first post on the forum, I was flogged to death by shirtless barbarians on horseback, said StarCraft II. I used to be pretty formidable at the first game, but age and lack of time made me a pretty sad sight when it came time to play 2 a few years ago. But given that I've probably spent more time on the first than any other game in my life, I think it could sustain me. 
Fr Duff says, or is that Fur Duff? I'm not sure. Maybe Af- Fister Duff. Fister Duff. Fryer Duff. After watching AGDQ, I would probably pick Dark Souls 2 just to be able to beat the game in a day. My game clock was well over 100 hours, and seeing it done under three hours makes me sad. Uh, Barney said, Rocksmith, Bill Murray learned that piano. I'm going to learn to shred. <laughs> Onomaru said, I don't have to imagine what this is like because I lived it. Ooh. When I was what? young, it was impossible to convince my mom that I needed a memory card for my PlayStation <laughs> to save anything. After all, none of the other systems ever needed one. Clearly, this was some dumb bullshit I was making up to try to scam her out of $35. So for the longest time, whenever I rented a game, never bought because that was too expensive, I would have to start over every single time. That came to a head when I got Final Fantasy VII for my birthday with no memory card. Me and my brother would come home every from school every day and take turns seeing how far we could get before bedtime, usually crapping out around the Sector 5 slums. It wasn't until one particular weekend without school that I powered through the game all night and getting most of and most of the next day, getting as far as Cosmo Canyon before getting bushwhacked by a random enemy that insta-killed my whole party. Defeated, I turned off the system, lied down, and stared at the ceiling for a long time. It was then my mom finally decided to buy a memory card, fearing I was going to have a full mental breakdown without one. Jesus. Wow. I, I had a sort it's of that's $35. I know. When you're an adult, that's yeah. not just don't buy him a gift. Like, don't yeah. buy him a game. Buy him a memory card. So for, like, the first two weeks that, like, me and my brothers had a PlayStation, uh... We we didn't have a memory card, but we had Tekken, so I would unlock all those characters like every time for a couple weeks. Jeez. Wow. Right, new question of the week. Now, new question of the week. Uh, what was your first video game crush? I feel like we might have answered this one, but who cares? We can go through it again. Yeah, this is for Valentine's Day. Yes, anyway. because Valentine's Day is this Sunday after mm-hmm. this posts. Who was the character you first crushed on in a video game, I guess? For me, it was uh, the Princess Mariko in Karateka, who uh, waits at the very end of the game to kick you in the balls and kill you if you dare walk toward her instead of run (laughs) into her open arms. Thank you, Jordan Mechner, for traumatizing me as a child. Uh, Well, you know what, I'll just... uh, There was probably one before this, but... I don't know. I never, I never found many people in video games that attractive. I guess until uh, Jordan Mechner's return to Prince of Persia and Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. I really like the design of the lead character and the the prince himself. Yes, as he loses progressively more clothing. He loses clothing, which is nice too. But he's also kind of has like a Peter Parkery vibe, which mm. I, I like too. He's a, a lot of monologuing while also being a handsome guy. Uh, so the cliche answer is Lara Croft, but. I'm thinking, like, post-puberty, like, high school, uh, Ivy and Soul Calibur was, like, a mm. real, like, uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that girl. She's uh, got titties. Wow, yeah. look at those boobs. Her butt moves. But it was, like, you not only had, like, the character model, which, like, around that time, they started to look like real humans, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but then there was, like, a lot of concept art. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a different angle. Uh. <laughs> Mom, I've got my Dreamcast on. Don't come in. Don't come in the room. I got my Dreamcast on. Do you, do you have one? Do I have one? Let's see. Well, I was, uh, I'd say, thir- was I 13 or 14 around the time Virtua Fighter 2 came out? You and were 14. I, 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 God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. 
So, yeah, I'd say my... my Maybe I had one before then, but I think I was a lot more cognizant because, you know, puberty and all that. And I think, uh, I'd say Leon from BF2 is probably I my first. I you say Leon, yeah. Yeah, He's my first. But, but now I have a new virtual waifu, so it's all mm-hmm. good. Leon's, the ironic thing is that Leon has gotten, like, progressively more gay as the series has <laughs> gone on. So it's like, mm-hmm. eh, I, I don't even know. Well, Leon French is like, dude yeah. With, like, yeah. yeah. Tax I always thought he was yeah. lying. Has a, yeah. It has, like, the cat paws. Leo. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's Mantis Fist. Mm-hmm. But he also wears the... The, the Marty McFly, McFly yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what was your first video game crush? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. Uh, first person to answer the thread in that... Or first, first, no. First person to create the thread... Asking the question and posting an answer gets read first on next week's show. Otherwise, you can answer uh, on videogameapocalypse.com under episode 150. That's been our show. Let's go out with a quick round of plugs. Heidi, go! Uh, Gaming.moe. It is a site where I write things, including interviews, weird features, talking about obscure stuff, and occasionally, like this week... I'm going to be posting pictures from the recent Wonder Festival in Japan where they announce a bunch of cool new figures. I'm going to be highlighting oh all God. the nice gaming figures from that. Nintendo is working. Them and Good Smile are like now best friends. Oh, I'm so I'm waiting for awesome the Kirby shit. Nendoroid to arrive. That thing looks that sweet Nendoroid as hell. That is the greatest. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Let's just talk about Good Smile and Nendoroid for a while here. Uh, no, hey, there's Laser Time, the... Uh, be original podcast on this podcasting network where we this week talked about terrible Disney covers. You want to hear Disney songs you love sung by people you hate? Give that a listen. Also, there's uh, 302010 where we talk about the pop culture events 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago with a uh, regular host. BGA widow herself, Diana. Yes. And uh, my wife is on there. It's a fantastic show. And there's Talking Simpsons, the chronological exploration of every episode of The Simpsons. Starting from the beginning, we are nearing the end of season two. And there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I host every week. And me, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. And I host Cheap Podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. We're going to be talking about Daniel Bryan's retirement. Uh, Uh, And also there's the Lazy... Lazy time. The lazy laser, time. The Laser Time Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, where we do weekly movie commentaries. We have a weekly bonus show that wraps up every uh, week. And uh, bi weekly wrestling match commentaries, bi weekly comic book TV show commentaries. Good stuff. So much content. And, oh, and there was VG Empire this week, which was about Lost Vikings. Woo! Oh, nice. And it's music. And don't forget to visit me at Magfest. Yeah. yeah. What time is that panel? That panel is on Saturday at 10 p.m. Nice, nice. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. And I'm putting up some cool Far Cry Primal stuff on ubblog.com this week. Yeah. They're labeled Developer Q&A, but it's with the associate producer Paula Joyao. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Uh, she is a fantastic interview, a uh, very animated and friendly person, had a lot of really interesting things to say about the game. I recommend you go check that out. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Woo!
You've shown me some fancy action here. The damages on this ship and the weapons aboard will come to a billion dollars. People will hate you, Steve, if you're too stingy.